Hey everybody, this is uh, Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. And what I want to do is revisit the topic of the libertarian debate over intellectual property. Now, generally the debate over intellectual property kind of goes like such. That um, some people are pro-intellectual property because they're sort of like, it's, it's sort of pro-market. You would want to market for ideas. So you want people to be able to make money off ideas so they should have some protection um, for their ideas because they treat their ideas like the like all other properties whether it's your house or your car so you're so in the sense that if there's a role if there's a limited role of government to protect property then we should treat your ideas as property because private property rights create an incentive to create proper private property because when you own something you want to kind of accumulate wealth so you want to accumulate stuff so if ideas are treated like a private property you suddenly now have an incentive to accumulate ideas which benefits society uh, because that profit incentive gives you an incentive to sort of create more ideas okay so that's sort of the um sort of the the free market capitalist approach to uh intellectual property then there is um the sort of anti-intellectual property which is sort of more uh kind of comes from the same sort of property rights place but also comes from the fact that one you don't want the um well the desire for a lack of sort of a central authority so instead of a limited role for government in protecting your property there just shouldn't be a role uh so while institutions should be geared towards a system of private property there shouldn't be a central organization or a central institution that sort of decides that or does that so essentially um that sort of sort of what's called an anarcho-capitalist or voluntarist sort of bent tends to be sort of anti-intellectual property but also you can just fundamentally get there by thinking of what's the purpose of property rights so instead of looking at property rights as um hey this is a cool system that creates certain incentives it's property you look at property rights as a a system to deal with a problem a system to deal with a problem of scarcity so the fact that there isn't enough stuff for everybody you need a system to figure out how you distribute those limited resources and ideas aren't necessarily or basically the idea in itself isn't scarce in a sense though so basically if i sit there or what intellectual property effectively does it gives you control over the property of others so in a sense that if i were to come up with the idea of an invention and patent it okay so i may have come up with the idea but then if you have the resources to build out my idea okay and don't pay me um that's when intellectual property kind of kicks in in that case i can you know use the, the legal system to say hey you used my idea even though that was your metal those tools that was your labor you need to compensate me for the fundamental idea of what you built and um that is where sort of the anti anti ip problem have have a problem with because you're using force to say hey someone should pay you for their labor for their physical resources because of your idea okay and that's you know and that's sort of the fundamental sort of difference so again the, i think the difference is sort of the way you look at property rights is are you looking at property rights as a utilitarian thing that sort of creates a certain incentive structure or are you looking as property rights as a way to deal with scarcity so in the sense of where there's a lack of scarcity so again like a good example is like file sharing for like music if someone copies an mp3 the music isn't less scarce because i have an, a copy of your mp3 doesn't mean you can't use your mp3 
So you'd have necessarily, you know, basically the idea is looking at stealing as taking someone's property and leaving them without the ability of using that property. So if I were to make a copy of an idea that you have, so you have this idea for a thing, and then I make that thing, I have not necessarily taken your ability to think of that idea, and nor have I taken your ability to build your own copy of that thing, nor have I taken a thing that you've made. So in a sense, that you're not dealing with scarcity. So again, it's just those two sort of separate functions of property rights, and which one do you kind of prioritize, or which one you sort of focus your thinking around. Cool. So that's sort of the fundamental of the debate between the two sides. Now, where do I stand on it? I... I mean, before I was really a libertarian, I was pro-IP. And then when I became a libertarian, I, I kind of initially became a libertarian, although through a lot of the work of many of the scholars uh, at places like the Mises Institute and Cato, because um, I came through the Ron Paul campaign. So I definitely read a lot of uh, Woods, Kinsella, whatnot. And I still am very influenced by a lot of that and sympathetic to a lot of those ideas. But I also am sympathetic, very sympathetic to the idea of decentralized institutions, a sort of a market for institutions, market for legal institutions, a market, and then an illegal and then a, le- a decentralized, polycentric legal system may mean you have competition at several different levels. Instead of having one legal system that's vertically all tied together, where basically it's the same system that's running the courts, uh, running the law enforcement, running the incarceration, you know, running all sort of levels, that whole vertical and horizontal level of, um, and then so basically you don't have alternatives at each level. And then the same unit controls the different levels. So it's horizontally and vertically a monopoly the way the legal system works now. Having something that's horizontally and vertically diverse. Okay? So in the sense that there are several different law enforcement s- systems. And there are several that, that work with several different court systems. That work with several different incarceration systems. And they mix and match in several different ways to figure out sort of what satisfies societies and consumer needs the best. Well, in that kind of system, okay, the actual law, a lot of it might be discovered basically through, you know, kind of a common law type of approach where different different courts come up with different court systems. Uh, I mean, there'll be different court systems. So basically, the interplay might end up creating a system of intellectual property. So maybe it won't. The market would decide. would see what's most, where the costs and benefits outweigh each other. But I can definitely see one... I definitely understand both sides in the sense that there is, you wouldn't want someone just writing someone's book and saying, putting their name on it and saying it's theirs. And I don't think when most people who express an anti-intellectual property point of view, they're focusing on that example. They're not saying, hey, okay, I'm going to just take a copy of your book word for word and put my name on it um, and then sell it. They're more focusing on the idea of like, what if I just took, gave you credit for your book, but hand wrote the copy myself? Okay, I never took a book off the shelf that you paid the print. Um, I never claimed that this work is mine. I just hand wrote the contents of the book, or copied a PDF, or something like that. That's more, I think, where their their intellectual head is about. So, oftentimes, the debate is oftentimes these first two different situations: attribution versus sort of physical manifestations or physical copies of a good or service. So, in that, so. So I think that's just an important distinction to keep in mind. Um, but again, I think in a sense where there would be some diversity in the legal system, um, I'm not sure what it would come up with. Uh, it'd probably be somewhere in the middle, okay? Probably, you know, 
Um, I th- and then also, let's say there was no protections of IPs at all through the legal system. It doesn't necessarily mean there wouldn't be a demand for it because I think there is a actual like market demand for protection of attribution, for protection of intellectual property. So you'd come up with other systems. Maybe you would have it where basically it's done through distributors. So basically, um, you know, there'd be a registry and distribution would be basically all the distributors would agree that that registry sort of handles it. So if you don't go through that registry, distributors won't distribute your book because that's how they check the authenticity. Um, because this is something that, you know, content creators have sort of gotten around and agreed to. So they might form a, a guild or a union, that kind of thing. There's ways that it could be figured out with or without. Um, but I think whether you're for or against IP, you can agree that the system we have today has a lot of problems with it, where people oftentimes have very long protections uh, for intellectual property. Um, whether it's, you know, sometimes patents or like medical research that goes very long. Um, and the lots of like, and then oftentimes corporations will lobby to kind of extend these even further. And oftentimes in trade deals, they're trying to make this go even further. And the problem with that is it allows other people to not research because maybe I need a little bit of your research to finish my research and now I can't do it. So now this medical good isn't available. Um, and two, um, it drives up the cost of research because the longer these protections are, the more the, the kind of profits you get for that protection period, which then drives up the cost of the inputs because the higher return, the more you're willing to be spent to invest to pursue those returns. So it just kind of inflates the cost of inputs. So there's these factors. So at the end of the day, even whether you think there should or shouldn't be a system of intellectual property, if there is, there's a lot of debate just within what that system would look like. And if there isn't, there's a debate on what should institutions look like to deal with attribution and replication um, within other institutions. So it's a much more diverse and wider debate. Um, Oftentimes, I'm just for letting market mechanisms kind of figure out what's the best mix where possible. So I'd rather government not arbitrarily decide those things because oftentimes special interests will incentivize how a government creates a system versus sort of a diverse set of interests, of diverse set of competing interests, creating something that's sort of more more addressing all their interests through a market mechanism. So those are my thoughts on it. My name is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. Have a great day and enjoy.